Hi, this is Brian Nash. I'm the founder and CEO of ScreenPay, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. And what I'm trying to do with this podcast is that I want to inspire you to do great things with your life in a, in a way. And uh, one of the, the reasons I interview uh, guests is to just find out how they've managed to succeed, uh, usually going th- doing things on their own, setting up their own companies. And this next guest has had his own company now uh, that he's been running for, for 11 years plus. And it's just a really inspirational journey. He's doing some amazing things for app developers. I can't wait to get into uh, his journey. His name is uh, Nicholas Loyal, and he is the founder of uh, LM3 Labs. But actually, more interestingly, we're going to talk about uh, a website called uh, Claudia.com. And you can uh, visit that by going to uh, X-L-O-U-D-I-A or Claudia.com. It's a beautiful website. Go and check it out. Nicholas, hey, thanks for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm terrific. The first thing is, uh, you are, I think, the first guest we've probably had from the most innovative country I think of, uh, which is Tokyo, um, Japan. And uh, what, what, what takes you over there? Yeah, we, we were based in Tokyo for, for, as you said, for more than 11 years. And we actually uh, arrived here by mistake, I would say. Uh, we are uh, initially coming from the big laboratory, national laboratory, which is called the CNRS, which is the, the equivalent to the French uh, MIT or the French equivalent to the MIT. And we, we came uh, in 2003 for selling some uh, uh, pattern, uh, patents for, for finger tracking um, in the air, in the 3D space, a bit like uh, what is doing today, leap motion. So we, we did it uh, 10 years ago, and we uh, we came to Tokyo for uh, selling these patents to uh, big industrial uh, companies. That's what we thought. And, uh, but at that time, uh, it was not so much interesting to be in the interactive uh, world. And uh, everybody said, no, uh, we are not interested, or the customers are not so much interested in... Uh, in this kind of, uh, of technology. And we had the chance to, to meet some um, people from the board, executive board of uh, NTT Docomo, which is uh, the, the largest um, mobile operator in Japan. And they said, um, you have an interesting technology, it's kind of uh, minority report uh, technology. We won't buy your patents, but if you make a product from, from your ideas and your, your, your concepts, then we will be your first customers, first customer. And we, um, we, uh, we went back to France, we made a first uh, sensor, and we installed uh, NTT Docomo in uh, February 2004. So um, it was our first customer, and, and, and NTT Docomo said, why don't you stay in Japan? We can introduce you to, to many uh, uh, big customers like NEC uh, and others. So we, we incorporated first in Japan. What, that, what a wonderful story. And I love the fact that you ended up uh, over in Japan by mistake, pretty much. But 
I think what I'm learning from that and what we can take away immediately is sometimes we should be led by our business and uh, where the, the opportunities come from. And the fact that NTT found you so early on and suggested that you set up a company and then suggested that you stay in uh, Japan is is something that I think we could take take inspiration from. Uh, yeah, so uh, the one thing I do have to ask is I recently found out that uh, I believe uh, Tokyo or the entire J- uh, J- Japanese get internet access for free. Is that is that right? Uh, no, I wish. I wish it was. <laughs> no, right. we, still, we still pay a bill. You mean you mean uh, mobile or, or fixed? yeah? I was I was said that I was told that um, J- Japan is mo- so innovative that they get internet access for free. But I guess that's an urban myth, uh, and don't believe yeah, everything you hear. It's a, it's a myth. Yeah, <laughs> still <Right>. still <laughs> But I've been over to Tokyo, and I uh, this was uh, back in two thousand and four, and I thought at the time it was just so advanced. What what is it like? Um, before we go into your journey. Uh, on your specific company, I'd love to know, you know, because there are people listening who may uh, want to go and live in Tokyo because it is innovative. What's it like living there? Is it really, is it really futuristic? On some points, yes. On some others, definitely not. So um, if you really want to launch uh, a, a new product or something, you need to be very careful on what type of market do you address, what segment on the market and everything. So um, the, um, the Japanese customers are very down to earth. I mean, they really want something which is uh, unique and making a difference and which is fun and everything. If you are just repeating something which is existing already, you have close to no chance to, to crack the market. And they, they have different ways to do things. This is why, why it looks sometimes to be so innovative, so innovative for us from the West because they make the things different and with uh, some a new approach to some, some of the problems. So it could be a public transportation, and it could be uh, uh, even the mobile industry, the way uh, they, they address the, 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 the mobile applications and these kind of things. And, and in some other domains, they look so, uh, I mean, some back, backward. I mean, <laughs> sometimes uh, right, yeah. they, they are very reluctant to, uh, to embrace some, uh, um, some new concepts. And maybe they're right, actually. Sometimes they, they, they're very careful because they live in an environment which is uh, um, pretty careful with earthquakes, typhoons, and many... <laughs> Yeah. Catastrophes like catastrophes like this, so they try to avoid the to to take risk in their daily life. So um, yeah, it's taking time to to crack this market and to convince the people that there is some some needs from to to move forward. <laughs> and is it an expensive place to live? It is. It is less than before. Um, it is uh, still. I mean, it's one of the largest megalopolis in the world so it's uh, still uh, pretty expensive to uh, to live especially if you want to live the western style if you want to have your pizza every day and to live in a in 200 square meter apartments that's going to be pretty expensive if you want to live like the locals uh, with the eating japanese living in, in <laughs> the japanese style then it's it's probably less expensive than london and paris for sure yeah well uh, i as I say, I love the culture, I love the people over there, very friendly. And I think I'm just appealing to the Appster tribe now is that a lot of us 
do get lured into thinking California, Silicon Valley is the place to go, or even New York. But uh, I believe that uh, Tokyo is equally as uh, interesting a place to broaden your horizons as an entrepreneur and an app developer. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Of course, there are, there are some issues like the language, which and the writing. Yeah, which is, well, that, which, well, I was thinking. I, well, I was thinking. Uh, we're going to start talking about uh, image um, recognition, and of course, that ultimately is the place where you need it because. Uh, the, all the signs are in total Japanese, so you can't even, you know, uh, translate it because it's just so so difficult for Westerners to pick up. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about um, uh, Claudia and uh, what it what what it can do for developers, uh, uh, how it can help us. So yeah, the, the, in um, actually we the Claudia is born from 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 Japan. I mean, from Japanese story. Um, Japan has always been in advance regarding the mobile industry and they launched the 4G LTE networks before everybody on the planet. So it was the uh, end of 2012 that the, the, the three main operators deployed uh, for commercial use their 4G LTE networks. And when this technology arrived in, in Japan, we said, oh, why don't we do something that we couldn't do for many, many years, which is actually to uh, use computer vision on the mobile phones for real useful applications. And uh, uh, because in the past there was some, some uh, augmented reality applications, but just um, that, you, that you can just use for a few markers or images and, and for, for marketing mostly. And when we, we saw the 4G arriving in Japan, we said, okay, there is a way we can, we can still make a very interesting thing with computer vision on the mobile by putting the heavy engines, the, all the calculations and everything in the cloud and putting just a little uh, algorithm on the, on the mobile phone for extracting the, the, the feature points which are seen by the, the, the camera of the smartphone and sending, sending this, uh, these feature points to the cloud for identifications. And that was not possible before the 4G LTE um, in such a way. So, um, so Claudia is, is born in the, at the end of 2012 and it's actually uh, the, the fastest uh, image recognition system for the mobile uh, industry. It's so fast that we, uh, we can recognize TV programs, we can recognize uh, movies. When you just uh, stand in front of your TV, for instance, you point your smartphone to the, to the TV, and it's recognizing what you are looking at. So then you can bring some e-commerce capabilities or games or social networking or whatever. So that, that, that's the congratulations. Yeah. It yeah. is amazing, and it's just so innovative. You mentioned uh, the film Minority Report at the start of this chat, and uh, you really are now uh, helping uh, the world, be, you know, come, come come up to that level of uh, where m the Minority Report was. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I think that's amazing. Uh, absolutely phenomenal technology. It's uh, what I'm thinking of immediately is Shazam for everything. Uh, everything around us and so we can recognize uh, obviously the com commercial reasons uh, to put this in your app are to recognize uh, products 
So uh, yeah, exactly. Products, catalogs, TV programs, uh, images, colors, uh, faces, people. Um, so everything is coming uh, as as different plugins, and and um, the app developers. This this is the people we talk to. I mean, we 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 have developed this technology for the app developers. So the app developers can integrate the plugins into their own application. And they can so bring some new capabilities to their smartphone, like for instance, yeah, product recognition, like uh, uh, catalogs or images, uh, TV, and everything. And and to link the, the the purpose is really to link the the the, the normal world, the analog world, with the digital world. So that that's the the key point that we want to um, to address. <laughs> Right. Okay. So uh, I remember in 2012, I think it was, uh, that I was playing around with something called Google Google Goggles. I think at the time, and it, it was a little bit primitive. There was a point where it started to recognize uh, faces, and and then I believe they must have taken a decision to um, tone down the technology because people obviously were a little bit. It was too. Yeah, it was too expensive for them because they they tried to search on their entire database of images which is huge <laughs> right okay that's why then uh, when i was doing the facial recognition it would pull back a, a picture of a dog and an ice cream and it's just like <laughs> it was obviously you know a bit of a joke uh, but how, how are you coping then with the user feedback of face recognition um well we we actually work for uh for specific databases, we don't search for the for the worldwide or for the for the web. We we don't we don't search uh, uh, with this scale. It's only searching for, um, I mean, millions of products, <laughs> millions of faces, but uh, identified databases. So we we don't we don't want to search the entire world web. Sorry, because uh, as you said, it would it would create some some uh, problems with. Uh, privacy and all these kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it would be great because you could just walk past a really, you know, nice looking girl in the street and quickly zap her picture and then you'll get her entire history uh, of, <laughs> um, you know, of a Facebook profile, uh, I guess it's public, and uh, then you'll know a lot about her. And yeah, uh, well, I mean, obviously there's good as well. If um, imagine meeting a boy who's lost in the street, you could just... Uh, Take a identify his, him. Yeah, identify him and yeah, then find yeah. out whose parents are. Or, um, yeah, so I can imagine. I, I wonder what why people are so oh, maybe worried about the privacy issues. I mean, Google have shown us that when uh, they do border on, um, uh, you know, like close to privacy, that, that if they make it wildly useful, then people will actually use the technology. Yeah, sure, but yeah, there is some some yeah some issue. To, to address <laughs> with this domain. So this is why, as of today, we work with uh, a specific database or closed user groups. So people will agree to participate or people who are public people, public faces that everybody knows. It's just a question of um, associating this face with or this product or whatever with a specific uh, digital content. Okay, so that, that's the, the purpose today. But there is no um, technical limits to um, to make it wider, larger. I'm just trying to imagine what I could do with your technology and put it, how I can put it into my app. So could I uh, then just almost 
take your technology, uh, put it into a, a, a slight uh, segment of my tab and then have uh, image recognition, which would then, uh, I'm just wondering how I could monetize that as well, because if I can then include that in my app and then have some affiliate commission from the sales that that generates because of the product recognition, is there any way to use your technology to, to monetize the, uh, the product yeah, recognition? Yes. There's definitely this. I mean, is you just um, take the plugin, put it as a new button on your on your application. Um, you there are two ways on the back end to to manage this. You can create your own database of products, images, and everything, or you can link link to an existing API like. Uh, uh, Amazon or Rakuten or whoever, and um, and when when the, the product is uh, recognized, then you can uh, uh, keep the users on your application for the transaction, for instance, or you can send it to a third-party uh, e-commerce um, application uh, for 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 completing the um, the application. We. There are many ways to, to integrate that. That could be the e-commerce or mobile commerce um, integration, which is uh, obvious. Could be the TV uh, commerce uh, also. So they're on specific advertising or specific uh, programs on the TV. You can um, use the content, but that, that's for more for TV channels. I mean, than, than app developers. Um, and the, the another example is for. Um, I mean, for non-profit or for museums or these kind of things, where you integrate the, their catalog with uh, visualization of products or movies. Or, it's really creating the link between what is existing in our real life, product, images, catalogs, papers, um, and everything, buildings as well, and, and uh, bringing a, a direct link to the digital content. So whatever you want to do, uh, or you want the, your users to do um, with the application. But we, we have many uh, customers in the fashion industry, for instance, people using uh, um, um, the, the technology for making um, recognitions of products, recognitions of colors, or uh, associations of colors as well, So because there is a color identification module. Um, I've just thought of a great idea. And... Uh, the, uh, the 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 whole uh, one of the big segments that we have in this show and it's run through the entire series is that we try to come up with new app ideas. But uh, are we at a stage now where you could actually take a, a quick photo of somebody and work out whether they're wearing a, a, a fake uh, Gucci or a, a real Gucci, <laughs> or if they're if they're carrying a fake handbag or you know a real handbag that. You know, you could uh, call this app fake or not, and uh, then use image recognition to actually figure out if it, if it's real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, anyway, um, yeah. but so, so uh, just I think so many of the listeners are beginning really, really excited right now because you are bringing an awesome plugin to potentially uh, all Androids and all uh, iOS devices. That and Windows and Windows Mobile and and BlackBerry. The, the four the four main OS uh, OS fantastic and uh, then I'm guessing that you mentioned it's a plugin so uh, it, it's probably fairly straightforward then is it to integrate into the uh, opera into the apps yeah that's it I mean it's it's pretty simple um, so the the plugins it, itself is uh, is uh, using unity 3d um, 
for um, for the video, for capturing the video, for some of the presentations of the menu when the menus are directly presented on the video stream, for instance. So it's much easier to do it with Unity 3D. Um, but then it's encapsulated into uh, Objective-C project and uh, Java project and Windows and everything. So if the, the, the app developers don't want to use, or to, to change, sorry, don't want to change um, the interface of the, 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 the video uh, uh, capture, then they, they can use it as it is without uh, messing with Unity 3D. But if they want to make some very nice and innovative uh, design um, at, the, at the video level, then they can use our plugin, uh, which is based on, on Unity 3D. I mean, there are hundreds of ideas flowing through my mind already with this. And it's almost a case of just taking what people are doing with Shazam and multiplying that on a thousand scale because exactly now, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. this is phenomenal. So people can have their apps. You know, any I mean, think of any app. Even my I've got a, a fishing related app, and uh, I could use that to recognize the bite alarms uh, that my app is um, is using in the in the app. Uh, I I mean, literally, I, c I can think of almost any app and think that I could use this. So it, it, it's going to be widely adopted. Uh, do you, are you having a big take-up of uh, developers putting that in, putting this into their apps? Yeah, I mean, we, we have um, maybe not uh, in volume, but in diversity, definitely. There are, we have a lot of uh, types of projects these days. Uh, there is a, a famous operator, a telecom operator in uh, in France, which is integrating that for um, creating home automation. So based on, you just point your smartphone to the plug and we recognize what plug it is. And with one click, you can uh, define an ID, you can switch on, switch off, or you can assign some information about a specific plug in your house, for instance. So that, that's a kind of home automation things. There are uh, we have some developers, especially in the UK, we have a good developer there, uh, which is developing, uh, which are developing uh, applications for the for buying shoes. So you find some uh, nice patterns and you want to find uh, the, the related shoes or shoes that can match with the patterns and everything. Uh, so it's using the image recognition and the color recognition together in the same application. Uh, yeah, we, we, we have um, museums and and venues, we use that for their pamphlets and, and, and publish papers. Um, in the US uh, TV uh, TV channels, we are integrating the, 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 the Claudia TV uh, plugin, for instance. We have used that in factories as well uh, for picking application and associating, associated with um, not Google Glass, but with um, Epson glasses, so the Japanese uh, equivalent to Google Glasses. And, uh, let's uh, talk about that. Which one is, I've not heard of that, is an equivalent to Google Glass in Japan? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit bigger, but it's working and it's viable. Right. <laughs> so that's, is that's it a, cheaper? Uh, yes, it's cheaper. Yeah, right, yeah, I want one. <laughs> Where can I buy one? I need, <laughs> I, you know what, I need an app uh, <laughs> to be able yeah. to recognize this. And uh, you, can, you can buy in the UK. Yeah, you oh, can really? Buy in the, okay, well, yeah, I, yeah, I need the name. Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Epson, uh, I forget now, but it's Mebio or Mebio or I'm sorry, right. I'm forgetting. That's okay. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes if anyone is um, 
uh, interested, just go to theappguy.co and look for episode 157 uh, with Nicholas and then we'll uh, we'll include a link. Uh, I'll find that and I'll probably end up buying it because I, I've been keen to get Google Glass, but uh, just uh, haven't got around or it's, it's it seems very expensive for what it is and it, with a low battery life. But yeah, if there's a Japanese equivalent, then uh, I'm sure that would be a, an interesting concept. Yeah, exactly. So we, we, we applied the technology to... Uh to uh, for for the for the um, for the industry for the picking something which is called picking so for instance you are at Amazon and people want to uh, to fulfill an order from someone with different type of product so just have to look at a specific shelf and it's telling them if it's the right one and everything so it's that, that's the kind of uh, of industrial application where um, the vision um, can be used for recognizing the products is it the right product that I should put on my basket, for instance, yes or not, and it's uh, all this is done in 200 milliseconds. So the speed, the speed is a key point. Uh, the speed is um, the, the 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 success uh, guarantee for a, a good application to run well on the market is that the user experience is very smooth and the speed is very fast. So that that's the key point. Uh, are so, you putting are you putting that uh, information into the results? Because I know that Google, uh, when we f I first started using Google, they used to come out with the. Uh, that how long the search used to take. Yeah. And yeah, then exactly. it, got, it got down to like 0 0.01 or something, and I think they eventually <laughs> turned that off. But it, it, it's what made them fast, successful. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So we we uh, uh, we measure that as well, and we are on average on 200 milliseconds for a recognition. So then, then after the recognition is made, the, the application is... Uh, is uh, asking to a database for price images and everything, so it's delaying a little bit the the full process sometimes. Um, but the recognition is really made super fast, and that's super important. That that's a very important thing that uh, the, the recognition is fast. I just want to talk to the Appster tribe right now who's listening to this, and there may be some people who are potentially choosing their career. They're wondering whether to go into a, a corporation. Uh, to work for someone, uh, a big corporation, or whether to maybe do their own thing or, or work for a startup. And and can you imagine now that we are talking to you uh, when you first set up your company in 2003? This conversation sounds incredibly science fiction. It sounds impossibly sci-fi. And it, because, you know, if we, if we think about it, here we are potentially wearing glass it was some glasses that then you could walk around and start recognizing everything in the in the, the real world and taking that into the digital world and 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 doing some really cool stuff you know so we'll recognize some shoes and buy buy those shoes or uh, we go around a museum and we could just figure out all the stuff that's in there and get data into our our uh, glass uh, glasses it, that is incredibly futuristic and uh, you've achieved that through the years of working for yourself and being innovative and, and uh, doing some really cool stuff, is that would you say that you you know you you've obviously chosen the right the right path to take? Yeah, yeah, that, that's really true. I mean, when we arrived in Japan, we were uh, among the, the thirty uh, thousands first uh, to be used Skype. So now it's uh, every time it's um, many millions at <laughs> the same times. So when when I think about this, it's, it's crazy. I mean the and uh, and we we were talking about the minority report movie as a futuristic movie but we are in the movie today i mean we we have 
used this movie in our company. We have used this movie as a roadmap <laughs> for doing what we have done in the last 10 years. So we have, we have created 10 different products, uh, one per year uh, in the last uh, decade. And, um, and each time we were thinking more or less about the movie Minority Report and what is the future? Where, where, where is it going? Where, where, is the, where is the line between now <laughs> and, and the future? So, um, so this product, Claudia, is just a, a step in, on this line. Uh, for making the for making a, um, an easier relationship between the people and their environment that's the key thing so that we we, we make the life of people easier faster uh, smoother and uh, and smarter as well where the, the, the people can use the, this technology for interacting uh, and recognizing and getting information much more easily than than 10 years ago when you had to go to Google and to, as you said, with the Google and to make something which was not very easy to, to, to achieve. Um, now, we, yeah, we have the technology for, for making that uh, much more easier for everyone. So, um, yeah, we, we are in the movie. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking now that you've given everyone some homework to do, which is to go out, first of all, watch that minority report if you haven't seen it. It may give you some ideas for apps. And uh, I suggest also go and watch Star Trek because uh, you've now got the potential of holding something in your hand, pointing it at something and saying, what is that? And uh, and where can I buy it? And uh, yeah, that that is amazing. So uh, this has just been a phenomenal journey. We're getting in the last few minutes then, Nicholas, before we wrap this up. Uh, what would be uh, oh you know we do have to ask you I mean as someone who is living in the future and creating the future for us what um, one or two apps could you recommend for us that you tend to use in your business life or your personal life you know one or two apps that you think we may not have come across before um, <laughs> yeah we, grab, you grab can, your phone if you need to <laughs> yeah. no um I like very simple and, and nice, uh, nicely designed uh, application. That's key point for me. Um, the the reason is that if I if I don't find uh, if every time I open the application and the design is not smooth and 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 pure, then I don't I don't go back to this application. So um, I'm, I'm telling that to every app developers. I'm just a user <laughs> uh, and and just saying that. So. Um, this is why what we have done with Claudia, you can find some of our Claudia applications on the iTunes and Google Play and you can play with them. There are demonstrations mostly because for the others there are commercial things, but you, if, you, if you search for Claudia, you will find some of them. And we always try to keep the design very sleek, simple, intuitive, direct. That's the key thing. To answer your, your question, Paul, maybe I will disappoint you, but I'm going, I'm, I'm loving some, some tools like uh, OmniFocus, <laughs> for instance. That, that's my, my core application. My life is, is on OmniFocus. Um, and the, the last version on iPad is, uh, is gorgeous because it's so simple, so pure, so direct. Uh, that's really becoming a reflex to use this application every minute. For, for managing everything. So um, that's the kind of application that uh, thrills me. <laughs> that's great. Well, and uh, you're, you're actually using that then. How, how, have you got any tips on how you use it? 
that, that we could learn from? Um, I, 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 first, I use it on all devices, all possible devices, because uh, the, the key thing is capturing the ID when they arrive. That's the very key thing is you can be in the supermarket or in your car or everywhere. The key thing is capturing, 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 because the IDs are going away so fast. Um, unfortunately, there is still no version for the shower. So <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There's an idea. We need a waterproof uh, uh, exactly. iPhone or something. And all the best IDs are coming in the showers, at least for me. <laughs> well, they do. And uh, I believe that because uh, I've been using this thing called Headspace and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. and but, it's really good at clear, clearing your thoughts. And, and, and I think he did mention that sometimes your best ideas are in the shower because... Uh, it's the time when you relax and you, you have nothing to think about. You don't have access to email or your device. You can't pick up your phone. So you just have, you know, switch off time and your brain then wanders and uh, can just come up with some amazing ideas. Uh, I've had loads of uh, aha moments in the shower. And, uh, exactly. And by, by the way, I love Headspace. That's a very good one. <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. Really, for yeah. meditation, for it's, it's, it's perfect. Uh, well, well, we'll count that as well. Uh, so... This has been a wonderful journey, Nicholas. You have inspired so many people listening to this because what you've done with your journey, your company, is phenomenally uh, science fiction and, and just, you know, uh, it's just an inspiration for us all. So thank you so much for joining us uh, on the, the App Guy podcast. Uh, how best can we connect with you? So, yeah, the best solution is to, to visit our website, uh, claudia.com. So you, you mentioned it, and I guess it will be a link on, on, on the page. Um, and, and there is a, a form, and we, uh, yeah, we, we, we are very responsive, so uh, you can expect an answer uh, within a few hours from, from the contact. We, we really try to, we really try to create some kind of community with our, developers and clients and everybody so we we really care about the the, the human contact with people so uh, uh, we are here to answer yeah and uh, it's such a reward for all my listeners who have gone through the show with me and uh, and you know your episode 157 and now they get this wonderful opportunity to put something awesome into their apps and uh I, I think it's uh, I'm just so thrilled that you you know I found you and we learned about this so uh, let us know how we can help you and uh, and all the best and you're welcome back anytime because you're someone who is obviously creating a, a lot of the future things that we'll be using in our lives so uh, thanks for doing that thank you Paul thank you for giving me the, the opportunity to share Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast. 